No intro. stuff don't we just love it don't we love when we finally get back together here we get to hear that that good good music coming in at the top of the show so excited to finally have it again and another thing we're excited to have is on the other line ladies and gentlemen it's matt schmidt how you doing buddy hey johnny pretty good how are you oh i'm doing very well glad glad to hear you're doing okay too let's it, it's always a toss-up. You never know which way it's going to go. This way, it's going the good way. Matt Schmidt, eat anything good lately? I think I actually texted you shortly before recording this about what I should eat, and you provided some good, helpful advice. I had uh, a Sloppy Joe's, I guess for the like second time this week, but for the first time collectively in a very long time. I haven't had them since I was a child. Uh, I, I went out to my dad's last weekend to put up the Christmas tree and do all that stuff. And my stepmom made sloppy joes, which I hadn't had in years and they were delicious. I had some leftovers. They're fantastic. I, I certainly am a fan of the sloppy Joe in general. Let's hear what, what, what is your, what is your sloppy Joe look like here in this situation? Uh, it is on, was on a hamburger bun with, uh, I think it was sesame seeds this time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Are we, Sesame seeds, the one that looks like tiny seeds, or the other seeds? I always forget. I think the sesame seeds are the ones that look like sesame seeds. <laughs> yes, it is sesame seeds. All right. Okay, that, good to hear. Uh, when, so when, when, when you get that, that sloppy joe, do you know anything about how this was made, or did you just get the back end of it, and you just got it, and you know it's good? I have no idea how it was made. I, I, she was like... Making it in the background, um, I wasn't really paying attention. I was putting ornaments up and stuff. So I, I just kind of got the end product, and it was, oh, it was nice. delicious. I feel like that's kind of a thing where Sloppy Joe encompasses a number of different things. And so I know in my youth, when I was growing up, for me, a Sloppy Joe was equivalent to a manwich. Did you ever have anything that was branded as a manwich? I think I have eaten... Manwich specifically before. And I don't think I've ever purchased the manwich stuff, but I think that's just like a sauce that you add to like, I would assume like a pound of ground beef. Mm -hmm. And then you just put that on the, I would always have it on a bun, put that on the bun and then that's it. So, but I know also sometimes you get something that's called a sloppy Joe and that seems like it, it is, it is just, I know at least in, in Western Illinois, you'd see, and maybe this is, Hmm. Are we confl- am I conflating this with made rights? How do, okay, let's talk about that. How does how is the the sloppy Joe versus made right go down? I have to be honest with you. I have no idea what a made right is. Hmm. Now I, I I am only I'm only I feel like this might be more of a Southern Illinois, maybe even a Springfield thing. I I I, I think the made right is a similar type of sandwich. In that it's it's like like it, it, it's it's loose meat. Hmm. Now is this the same as a loose meat sandwich <laughs> like they had they made on Roseanne? I, as soon as I said that, I was like, I don't know if that's the same thing either. I've never heard of um, a loose meat sandwich either. So this is the world. Well, first off, loose meat sandwich is what they serve at Roseanne's restaurant on Roseanne, the original good yeah. one before she her brain broke. Um. Uh, that's what that's what uh, I, I think it's the Lanford like drive in or <laughs> Mike Huber is screaming at his telephone right now. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure they have loose meat sandwiches. I'm going to say all of these basically the same thing. I think one of these you make like the the uh, the, the the ground beef, you just cook it up and then you just mm-hmm. put ketchup and mustard in the pan like lots of it. And that might that might just be a way of doing this. Uh, I'm not sure, but I, either way, oh, oh, 
I just realized I've got one more. Have you ever heard of a steam burger? A steam burger. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think so. It it makes me think of something though, but I can't. It, like it's tickling something in the back of my brain, but I'm not sure. When I when I was I, the only place I've ever had it was at my school at like the school and lunches. Sometimes one of our meals, you'd have the option of steam burger or barbecue, and either way. You either got a, you got you had to pick, and either way it was a sandwich. It was on a bun, and it was just ground beef cooked up. And if you got barbecue, it was like dark brown colored, like barbecue sauce. And they clearly just put barbecue sauce and tossed it. And then if you got steam burger, it was there was no sauce on it, and then you could just put ketchup and mustard on it. Now I can't. I got to tell you, I don't think they were steaming the ground beef. That seems like a hell of a way to cook that. I don't know what the origin of steam burger is. Uh, I will say Maderites, I think, are very much a thing of the region in which I grew up. And it is dishonorable upon my family and lineage that I don't have a better handle on what that is. But either and then Manwich, I really think is just a branded sloppy joe. I really feel like. That's kind of its own thing in these manwich and sloppy Joe is one thing because those those are saucier to me than these other things. I don't think the hmm, I wonder about that major right though. Either way, I think it, 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 it's a testament to how strong the podcast is that we both agree it's not worth making the noises on our computer <laughs> that would happen if we Googled this. So we're not going to look it up. I also should know this is a great time to bring it up. I told Matt before we recorded, I am. Uh, not editing the podcast unless it is so broken that I have to. So uh, another great thing is that we, we're not going to look it up and then like come back and say, hey, here's what happened. Here's what happened. We don't fucking know what these sandwiches are, except they're delicious, except I don't even eat meat. So I don't eat any of these sandwiches. But I will say I've had I've had veggie or vegan sloppy joes and it works well. If you think about like the consistency, you can easily get. I mean, I think I feel like I can. We can get to that consistency as easily with uh, tofu, whatever as you could with the other. So this is a, this is a natural thing. Tofu is pretty naturally crumbly anyway. If you don't get exactly, this is even if you get if you got a tofu burger, it would want to turn into yeah. this anyway. So it makes sense. Either way, uh, I'm glad to hear these were such good sandwiches. So is this the sort of thing where you're over there, you're doing the Christmas decorating, and then at the uh, end of the night, they're like, "Hey, Matt, take some of this home with you." Yeah, pretty much. Um, my dad has been in a constant state of dieting for like 30 years. So mm-hmm. his, except his version of dieting is just shoving food at me to take it when I leave. <laughs> and if then, Matt eats it, I can't. Right, basically. And then also being like, hmm, you look to be putting on some weight. It's like, well, maybe if you stop giving me five <laughs> every time I came over, yeah. this might be a different situation. Yeah. I, I eat 2,100 calories a day for 27 days a month, and I see you for the other four. Let's figure out what the problem is here. Um, okay. And, uh, Matt, that was a very good answer. Thank you much. I think we're going to have uh, less interesting, exciting answers here going forward because, uh, man, is this ever dangerous territory to step into. Matt, let's talk about fantasy football. Do we have to? Oh, I'm, is that uh, we have to. And in that pause right there, I'm going to make a note. Intro to fantasy football. I'm going to put some horns in there. The, that sort of thing. I, right after I said fantasy like football. The, uh, intro like the breakdown? Like the bwah, 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 bwah. Exactly. That's, yeah. It's that, so, like I say, I'm not going to edit except for adding music to the podcast. So if you think of anything... Let's talk about that for a second. I was also, I feel like I want to be a little more loosey-goosey with the podcast. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut it up so much. Do you think I should just uh, illegally use uh, like music that is well known and copyrighted <laughs> during the podcast? Do you want, do you want me, an officer of the court to tell you to commit uh, copyright fraud? On something put on the internet forever? Fraud feels, 
I don't think we're talking like That's true. I might copyright. violate a copyright. I don't know <laughs> that like my mere usage will constitute fraud. <laughs> I'm not like gonna say, by the way, this neutral milk hotel song I wrote. This is me singing a song I came up with about how strange it is to be anything at all. Hope you guys like Fuck that Jeff Mangum guy. It's <laughs> yeah, me. Exactly. But if you've heard about him, it's a lie. You know what? He stole it from me when I was like eight. So that's what's up. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Okay. So we agree I need to do that. So I'll make a note. Maybe the next podcast. Um, anyway, uh, Matt Schmidt, uh, who, who, the first most important question, do you know who drafted Kareem Hunt in our league? That would be me. I drafted Kareem Hunt in our league. Noted scumbag, Matt Schmidt. Just a second, take some notes. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, so you you like that stuff that he does, huh? Did you get like a bunch of bonus points? I don't know how this this football stuff works. You know, I actually don't follow football. Yeah, for every arrest, you get uh, five <laughs> bonus points. It's weird. Someone set up the scoring that way. Sounds like you have a degenerate commissioner. Um. Anyway, so how so? I actually, this was all a big setup. You told me before that you happened to be the team that drafted him. You, I, honestly, it, it's you would have thought you had the uh, correct non-quarterback skill position star on the Chiefs. You would have thought, man, at least I'm not drafting Tyreek Hill like some sort of asshole. And instead, look at here, you're, you're hardly any better. How does it feel when, as I do see your team is uh, in the playoffs, how do you regard this stuff? when it comes up and uh, your guy just gets just lopped off your roster. Yeah. I mean, for a second there, like your first reaction is shit. That sucks for me. And then you realize that thought is terrible and you feel terrible about having that thought and realize that it's much worse. Like why won't they think of the people who matter, the actual victims, you know, it's one thing for Kareem Hunt, but you know, that, that affects other people, like me, a guy who has his name on my spreadsheet. No, I mean, I did nothing wrong. Why should I be punished? It's really what it comes down to. Yeah, you know, it's just there's so much of this now, and it's terrible. And it's always been terrible, and there's always been so much of it. But now it's weird, like having a fantasy team forces you to confront it, I think, a little bit more than other, you otherwise would. It's like... Yeah. Oh, that guy was on my fantasy team. Now he is not. And I like I have to think about that in a way that weirdly engages you more than if you just heard some random news like, you know, Andy Dalton died or something for some reason. Yeah, just (laughs) as a weird example. (laughs) Okay, let's go ahead and dive into that. How would you feel if Andy Dalton died? Would you find that funny because he's bad at quarterbacking? Um, I can't say that I would be affected much by it at all, except for the fact that apparently he is not dead, but injured his thumb. And uh, Charlie picked up a different quarterback after I reminded him that he, in fact, had two quarterbacks that were no- both on IR. And then I said that if he beat me, I would quit football forever. And then- so we need to find someone a la Alex <laughs> to take over my team next year, since obviously I am not fit to manage a fantasy football team. I think as long as we're all on the same page here, that's the main thing, that, that you are not fit to manage a fantasy football team. But then what does that say? It really feels like you're coming out here slamming the people that didn't make the playoffs, which is half the league. So what makes what makes you so much better than, say, I don't know, Alex Um? Did Alex not make the playoffs? I'm just I'm looking at the thing right here. Alex is the nine seed this year. Now, we had a lot of goofiness because Alex finished six and seven as did literally half the league. I'm not exaggerating. Six out of 12 teams finished six and seven. I am one of those um, teams. I scored, And you made the playoff. I scored the third most points in the league. Wow. Yeah, looking at it now, Alex is well behind uh, everybody except the terrible joke teams like uh, Aaron Lauder. Um, so, yeah, clearly you, you were more deserving. But either way, my point is you just said – that you aren't good enough to even have a team and you did better than half the teams in the league. Why are you so much better than them? Uh, pure random happenstance. Uh, I, 
Mostly because I uh, gambled on Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes to be very good, and that complete gamble paid off. I was going to say, I, I, I've not followed the league this year, but you don't have to follow the league to know that, oh my God, Patrick Mahomes is is the new realness and just, just everything. So you, you had him and Kareem Hunt. I feel like you should have just won the damn league. Yeah, you'd think so, but then, you know, my my devotion to Greg Olson, G-Reg, remains strong and true, even though he was injured for basically the entire year. Which means- oh, he was out with the third leg, huh? <laughs> yeah. So my, my, my yearly streak of picking the wrong tight ends at all times uh, continues. That's a shame. Um, I have decided that is enough fantasy football talk. I Oh, wait, no, no. I wanted to talk about... So we talked about that. Do you, um, let's see who scored the most points. That would be Lee. Um, very easily Lee. Lee's always the best. Lee will win the league. Congratulations in advance to Lee. Let's talk. Let's step back. Bigger picture. Generally, how would you say things went this year? Was the league? Was this a good year? Was it a fun year? Was it less interesting than usual? How did it go? Well, I was one of the few people stumping for the uh, the snake draft. Mm-hmm. How, how did that was that was that a big success? It was a big success to me. I mean, it completely destroyed louder. So obviously, it feels like a success to you, as well as the other <laughs> rules implemented specifically for that purpose. Um, I don't know. It, I felt like it was an okay year. Um, I don't think anyone was. Like normally we have like four teams that are just way out ahead of the pack for everybody. And I don't think that was really the case this year. You know, far and away. Well, it seems like you had two yeah. this year. Lee and Avanzino seemed mm-hmm. like by far the class of the league. And then uh, Pat happened to have a good record, but is plainly not even an above average team. And then, yeah, so yeah, there's, yeah, there's some... ahead of me, even though he scored 160 less points. That, did he get to play Aaron Lauder like seven times this year? Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. You have to talk to him in the stats wizardry. Yeah, Pat. I'm, I suppose Pat would be a good person, but so he he is in the playoffs as well, though. So you know, he could easily make a run. I'm not gonna. This is one of those good fantasy football conversations where all I do is look at the team names because I know those guys. I'm like, if I click in and I see who's on the roster, I won't. I didn't. I won't fucking know who they are anyway. So I, Gordon Melvin, the fisherman, that guy's good. I know that. And then uh, no return of the Mac jokes is really good. Seems like everybody's doing well. Um, so have you just if you'd completely not watched any games at all? I have not. Yeah, I haven't watched any football. Wow, how's that going? It's fine. Um, like, I like it. I feel like in my brain, I don't have this thing that I used to have that I felt conflicted about. Where part of me was like, "This is good," and part of me felt it was bad. Because I, I, I have lots of those things, and I don't like them. I'll tell you, I feel more and more this way about the Cubs all the time. But it's. A lot easier. Like I did have a much, I had much less of an attachment to like football in general than I do the Cubs. It was very easy for me to just be like, let's just see what it's like to not watch football. Then I did, and it was good. But I, I feel like that is not an interesting conversation. I in one last more interesting conversation about fantasy football here. I want to address this this suggestion that I, I just heard it from you. I've heard it from other people. The idea that anything unjust happened that maligned Aaron Lauder specifically is absurd. Uh, now, now he in no way was at any disadvantage compared to anyone else in this league going into the year. So what we've seen is his true talent has played out and he's in dead last. Now you might say, well, Johnny, you took all the good players off his team and threw him back in the pool. And that is true. I eliminated the advantages he had going into the season and put him back on an equal playing field and exposed him for the fraud he was. I don't need – I get these texts today, this this uh, this broke-ass Tucker Max telling me about his friend shitting on this girl. I don't want to hear about any of this. 
It's all bullshit. Get that shit out of my WhatsApp. I don't need it. Aaron Lauder, no more complaints. That's a message to you from me. What do you think about that? <laughs> that was far more intense than I was expecting, to be honest. The incredulity was high, and uh, I enjoyed it overall. Good. Let's go on to our main topic today, which is winter preparedness. Uh, what have you done this year to prepare for, just very generally, no, I don't, I don't want to give you something that broad-based. Let's start with, how. what is your general mindset going into a winter? Uh, I hate winter. My least favorite time yeah. of year, especially this part of winter, between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas is is probably my least favorite time of year. Uh, aside from Christmas stuff, um, I just, it's the worst. Everything, it's dark, it's cold, everything is dead. Um, it's just the worst. Some people love fall, do not like fall. Not a fall person. Everything's dying. And it's about to get dark and cold, and I hate it. I was going to say, I, your complaint about fall, I only agree with the latter half. I like fall a lot, but the only what prevents me from actually enjoying it is the knowledge of what is to come. Is that is to, to know that you know it, it's nice now. I and honestly, this year I don't know what it was like in Chicago, but up here in fucking Minnesota, we had like three days where it was like, oh, it's sixty and clear and fun to go outside and look at the leaves. It was mostly just either still summer or fucking garbage cold and mostly the latter. I think there was a lot um, of rain and greenness this fall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say as far as winter, I despise it. But to me, what's scary is that right now is the most tolerable portion of the winter. Cause at least there's the holiday stuff going. And at least I haven't already done mm-hmm. this for two months. Like January, like, so to me, the worst part of winter is the last month of winter, whenever that is. And last year, that was fucking April. Um, so I, I, the, the more it has already happened to me, the more I hate it. And so it also has that cumulative effect from year to year. So boy, was it ever awesome that I, I moved to the state most known for winter. Um, but I will say this year, I've tried to have a different outlook. I have always thought, you know, I hate winter. I'm just going to have to fucking be mad and deal with it all the time. And then I was talking to Gina and she was like, you know, you say you hate winter, but you, you, what you mostly do is ignore winter. And like, you don't, <laughs> now, I guess she didn't literally say this, but she intimated you don't dress properly in the winter. You don't prepare yourself yeah. for the winter. You don't set yourself up for success. It's like if you said, I hate summer, and then summer came around, and I was like, well, my favorite season is winter, so I will put on my winter coat and go to the beach and be like, God damn, summer sucks. And so this year I've tried to turn over a new leaf and be like, you know what? I know it's going to be shitty, but let's do the things that let me prepare for the shittiness. And so one thing I think I discussed in the chain already last year, I drove for the, my, my, my Minnesota winter. I was driving a Ford Mustang, which has rear wheel drive and it had four mismatched all season <laughs> tires on it. And that didn't work out uh, so well. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I never got stuck, but it was unnerving <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Many, like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I think they like fishtailing was a good term for a while, but it should change to Johnny 2018 <laughs> Mustang. That is a more descriptive term now for what my drives to work looked like. It was very frightening. I'm fortunate nothing bad ever happened. Uh, this year, I'm driving an all-wheel drive Subaru Outback with uh, snow tires on it. It is a revelation. It, it, it could not be more different. Like if I'm going down the road and it's snowy and icy and I'm like, oh, I got to go over to the left and I turn my car over to the left, it just goes there instead of like putting the back end out to the side first and then going over shot to the other side first. It just like obviously it is not perfect. I, we will get worse storms and worse things will happen. But the little I've driven in snow and ice already 
huge improvement, just a major life improvement. So let's start with that for you. What is I want? What do you do? You have a car there in Chicago? I have a car. I have the same car I got in law school. It's a 2010 Chevy Equinox. I'm actually thinking about getting a new car, and was thinking about getting a Subaru. So I'll be interested. Perhaps we can we can talk off the uh, off the line about your experience with that. Uh, I'd be very happy to discuss, but yeah, so I, I do remember that car, certainly not lacking in, yeah. in many departments it's there yeah. for, for winter driving, but you, you generally don't drive to work every day. No, do you? I take the blue line most days, so I'm, I'm not driving a okay. ton in bad weather, but I, could. I, mean, I used to more mm-hmm. when I was working out in Elgin because then I had to drive every day. Sure. Yeah. Blue line probably doesn't run out to Elgin too often. Not too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so what is your uh, what is your parking situation? Free parking uh, on the street right outside my apartment. So it's good. Yeah. So do, do you have a spot or you just you're just wherever on the street? Just wherever on the street. But- do you have all the what's, what's that bullshit called in Chicago where everybody says I dug this out and I get to keep my spot? Oh, dibs. Yeah, do you guys do you do that? I I don't do dibs. Um, I'm not against it per se. I just don't have anything that I feel comfortable leaving out in a spot <laughs> when it gets stolen. <laughs> yeah, you hear bad stories about that. Like, I feel like if it's not like an armed guard, you're probably better off doing something else. Well, the thing is, like, I don't mind if you dig out one spot and like, okay, you did that. That's your spot. Fine. But some people dig out like 30 feet of space and claim all of it like their entire family and then forever it's like no you get one spot that's what you get yeah the fact that you're a limo driver does not mean you get to do this you got you got to just put your car someplace else that's part of the expense of your business um so but so you 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 have responsibilities with your car but you're not moving it out of the spot every day if it's bad stuff you can generally avoid having to drive it sounds like that sounds like a, a good setup for you it's not bad some the one bad thing is that we recently had some snow that froze almost immediately and basically turned into concrete and people aren't hell yeah about uh shoveling and or icing so for a good four or five days the walk to the train was a little dodgy a little scary a couple of four falls. or five days yeah it was a. Uh, pretty bad wow that's awful yeah i um my my i I moved from saint paul to minneapolis and uh in my my old place i parked in the the basement of the building and i think it was advertised as heated parking but i it was in practice very cold parking. It was in no way heated, and you'd come out, and if it was cold enough outside, you would have issue. You might have issues starting your car, but it was still inside, out of the elements. Very nice here. I don't have that. I do have a dedicated spot behind my mm-hmm. house, like next to the alley, which is good. But I still, obviously, if it if it snowed overnight, you got to fucking get the get, dig the car out and go to work which is not very much fun but it, it, it's still like here like lots of people don't have spots and it's very plain unless you like there's mm-hmm. a bunch of churches in my neighborhood i guess and so if you show up at like sunday morning at nine o'clock you will have trouble finding a spot on the street but literally any other time it's not an issue and lots of people just park on the street and it's not bad i don't think it would be any problem but uh either way it sounds like I'm going to give us both an A for winter preparedness as far as our cars, because I think we're doing pretty well there. Um, car slash parking. A. Okay. Now let's go ahead and then we're going to talk about our winter preparedness uh, as far as our clothing goes. And I think we'll start at the, at the bottom of our bodies. What kind of shoes or boots do you wear to work in the winter? If it's real bad, I'll put on... Um, I forget what brand they are, but I remember the uh, the name of the boot is called the Bugga Boot. Um, I might be Columbia, actually. Um, so I'll put those on if it's real bad. If it's not too bad, I put on these like rubber shoe covers 
that, um, funnily enough, are called uh, Tingly Rubbers. Um, I believe it's a British family. Um, other than that, I just kind of tromp around in my regular shoes, but I do have the option of the boots uh, should I need. I Bugaboot and Tingly Rammers. I are, are these both old timey ethnic slurs? <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say either of these. I specifically said I didn't want to edit the podcast, and then 30 minutes in, you just start throwing stuff around. Um, okay, I, I I guess I'm glad you have some boots. What, what the hell are these shoe covers? Tell me about that. Um, so you know, because I have to wear dress shoes to work most of the time. Um, uh-huh. I don't like carrying shoes with me in a bag if i don't have to just the more shit you're carrying on the blue line the more you're annoying people and i try not to be one of those persons um but you also don't want your nice you know leather shoes to get ruined if it's raining or if it's snowy and slushy so they're like these rubber boot booties that go over the shoe and protect the shoe That's really cool. I feel like this is like a lifestyle thing for fancy people that is beyond me. I didn't know that existed. And perhaps I've embarrassed myself to the entire podcast listening community. Uh, it, it sounds cool. Where where do you get something like that? Do you get that at the shoe store? Do they have that? I just don't see it when I'm in there looking at my – I'm going to the wrong shoe store maybe. I don't know. I just got them off of Amazon. I, I literally just – I think I went on Amazon and I searched uh, shoe covers and it came up. Sounds good. Um, and so then tell me, uh, so, and then the actual, the winter boots you have. So you say when you wear that, you are presumably changing into your regular shoes at work. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And then how, so are, are these like a full winter boot? How high up do they go? Are they still brown leather or what are they like? No, they're not leather. They're, uh, they're like, they're like, they're snow boots really. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. Sure. So they're, gray they go probably about you know mid calf or so um mm-hmm. but not too thick that you can't like get pants around the outside uh, you know when you were a kid did your did you like shove your pants inside the boots for some reason i was honestly just thinking about that that i i feel like it's mostly women, but you see, see people still doing that now. I definitely mm-hmm. did when I was little, um, but yeah, I I, I I certainly don't anymore. Um, I think I not probably not as nice, but last winter I bought like a very crappy pair of like legitimate snow boots, and so most days during the winter, I would I just left a nice pair, a decent pair of shoes at my office. And I would just wear my snow boots to work every day. Mm. And then when I got there, I would change at my desk. That's a good way to do it. Um, this year, my, my office, yeah, it was, it was fine. And I, I will also say, this is weird to me. Like, I work in a decent-sized building, and there's, you know, several thousand people who work in this building. And I see people all the time changing their shoes in the parking lot. But like I say, this is a... a decent sized building and it's out in the suburbs and you can Mm -hmm. drive to it. So it's a very large parking lot. I don't know why people, I guess you're afraid you're going to see your boss in the hallway, but all these people are changing their shoes in the parking lot. And then they walk through the snow and ice in the parking lot into the building. It's like, I guarantee you drove here. I bet your worst walk is the one you don't get your boots for. I don't understand that at all. That's Um, true. And I, I, I don't think anyone would judge you. I don't think anyone judges you. And you certainly wouldn't judge anyone else who is coming into the building in their boots and then change later. If you go bother somebody before they got to their desk in the morning, I feel like that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like this year. Uh, now, my office is more casual than yours, to be sure. But I, I purchased uh, wire cutters, uh, winter boot selection for like a sporty boot. that's like mid high. And it, it's also a Columbia boot. And. Oh my God, do I ever love it. It's so warm and wonderfully waterproof. And just, I feel like I, I still have, I actually bought another more substantial pair of boots and I like never want to wear them because these are basically as comfortable as like proper, just regular shoes. 
but they, they are perfect in every way for wandering around in the winter. I, I love them completely. The ones I got were a wire cutter uh, selection. We, uh, we probably just went on the same list and grab stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I really enjoy them. I, I got to say, it sounds like a, a couple more A's for us. I think we're doing well in the shoe department. We've got everything we need. Um, let's go. Now, I will say, do you wear snow pants to work, Matt? I have never worn snow pants to work. Okay. I used to wear snow pants when I was a boy, uh, when I was like go sledding and stuff. But in general, snow pants are not, not the right look. So I feel like we can, as we're going up, up the body here. We started at our boots, our shoes, or our shoe covers. Uh, I don't think we need to have a pant. Do you wear uh, like woolen underwear or long underwear or anything to work, Matt? No. Sometimes if it is obscenely cold, I'll put on like like a thermal underwear type or like you know like pajama pants underneath the regular pants. But I've only ever had to do that when it's been like negative 20 degrees for a couple of days or something like that where it's just, i don't care yeah. no one else cares either we're all just cold and miserable and we need to place it without freezing <laughs> sure okay so we're, we're gonna we're gonna skip the pants we got to we got to the top half now what are you looking at for uh winter coat this year i just got myself a new pea coat that i am loving oh boy i love a pea coat. what's this look like uh, pretty standard peacoat. It's uh, kind of a grayish color. Um, it has a really tall collar, almost Ooh. like the size, almost like the kind of collar you put on a dog when it's fully put up. It it definitely goes <laughs> up above my ears, which is a little disquieting sometimes. Um, but it does a great job of blocking the wind. It's much thicker than the peacoat I had and wore for years. I actually put that one on the other day. And curse myself for a fool for not getting something much better. <laughs> have you made that a sounds, purchase? Oh, have you ahead. made a new purchase now that you're committed to meeting Minnesota winter as it as it comes? I have. Um, I have been a proponent of the P code for some time. Uh, but I, I, I've always, I don't think I've ever done it right before. When I was in law school, I remember, be, I think it was the beginning of law school, I bought a peacoat on uh, eBay. And it was the first one I ever owned. And I had it and it was, it, was, it was very warm. But then I remember, I think it was my sister was over at my apartment or something. And like I left it someplace, maybe it was wet, it was out to dry. And she picked it up and she's like, this is the heaviest coat i have ever lifted up and then i didn't realize i just thought pea coats very heavy and so i was very warm it was great in that sense but then i think it was probably absurdly heavy and so then a few years later uh i got a new pea coat and i got and i it's nice enough it's it's, i think it's like a calvin klein pea which is probably not where Mm -hmm. to get you know serious winter apparel and it's the lightest peacoat in the world. And so I, I wore that all last winter. And this was another thing where Jean was like, you did, that isn't a real winter coat. You're not really doing it. And so I thought, I got to get a real winter coat. And I was looking and doing all this research. And I got to say, I'm almost embarrassed to finish the story because I was, I was looking at stuff and I thought, well, this peacoat, it can still cover like when it's, when it's, you know, if it's, 30 degrees if it's 25 degrees mm-hmm. i'll wear that i won't even button it up i'll just wander around because i'll be so joyous about how warm it is but i want something for the super cold times and then somehow in my and again i'm going to defend this when we get to the end but even saying it i know it's embarrassing i was like you know who makes warm coats carhartt that'll be warm so i just bought some crazy ass black carhartt coat and it's extremely warm, but like, you know how I look like a dumb fuck Southern <laughs> Illinois dude to begin with? Holy God, am I ever leaning into that with this appearance? And like walking into the building, <laughs> everybody else, we don't look the same. I don't know if this is good. I, I don't mm. think I was on like the corporate leadership track anyway, but I certainly am not now with this. But I will say it's extremely warm. 
And I feel like, you know, I know I'm a big guy, so I can't necessarily get in there every way, but I bet there are some, there's some cool kids. There's some hipsters who are like, Oh, that guy, that guy, he does things different. He's got his own taste. And perhaps that is, you know, totally wrong, but I, I will take the credit uh, where I can get it. Anyway, I wear a dumb looking black Carhartt jacket into work every day. It is below 20 degrees and I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, it is extremely stiff and it has a big hood that is hard <laughs> to put down. If you're not wearing it, it has a lot of flaws, but it is just like, would you like to put mm-hmm. a layer of warmth on your shoulders? Cause you did it. You've got it now it's over. Um, I'm going to give you an A and me a B minus. No way. I, I think you also deserve an A. I had a Carhartt, like pretty heavy duty hoodie, like a work hoodie, not not the mm-hmm. plain just cotton one, but that same kind of material. I don't even know what it is. If it's like denim or something, just whatever closely knit material is up there. Um, and I love that thing. It was the best. I wore that past when I should have probably I wore that thing down to like when it got into the thirties and it, it worked awesome. So I'm a big fan of the Carhartt, uh, on, on the level of pure practicality, if nothing else. You know, that's a good point. I am going to change that to an A. Um, okay. And then now this is one I will see where you are. I haven't leaned into this one as much. Uh, are you, do you have multiple pairs of gloves to, do you like wearing gloves? What, what is your what is your glove situation? I don't like wearing gloves, but I do have multiple pairs of gloves. So what are you looking at on those gloves? So I have my like cheap pair of the ones you can get at Walgreens for a dollar. Um, and those are just kind of, if it's cold enough to wear gloves, I'll wear those. Then I have a slightly thicker pair uh, that I got for Christmas one year. And then I have the gloves when it is too cold for human people to be outside that are actually horse riding gloves uh, horse, okay yeah but i figured that if anyone needed to keep their hands warm for long periods of time like in an outdoor setting and be able to still grip things it was horse riding people a fair it's point project yes. that i used um and they work really well they are super warm like you know hands sweat inside the gloves warm but when it's Again, you know, when it's negative 20 degrees, I don't care. I just want my fingers to work when I get in. Mm-hmm. So I, I am in a similar spot here um, in that I have a very light pair of gloves that are very much just like I'm walking into the building from my car. Or I'm walking over to this restaurant. They're, not, they're, they're just simple black gloves. There's not a lot to them. And then I have a pair of I think mine are like snowboarding gloves or I'm sure they're advertises that, but they're mm-hmm. not actually, but like, like very large, <laughs> scary gloves. That I like keep in my car because I'm always like, even though I drive out of the twin cities into like any sort of countryside three times a year, uh, I'm always convinced I'm going to be stranded in my car and have to like survive on my own. Uh, it is sad this year. I actually, I had, a sleeping bag and i was like why not just leave that in your car all winter then if you it's better than a blanket you'll just have all this like so I, if i ever get stranded out somewhere i'm going to be literally two thousand cars immediately <laughs> to my left at the exact same time it is absurd that i am worried about this but i'm like i could be stranded anywhere at any time um so I keep these really warm gloves in my car, but they're also like, if it's really cold, mm-hmm. I have them where if like, I got to go shovel snow, I have these gloves, that sort of thing. And so they're, they're like, I, like I, I think it would be difficult to do like grapple with anything. If I had to do something, they're not like, I couldn't shake somebody's hand with these gloves because they're so large, but uh, I like them in general. It seems like we did pretty well with that too. That's two more A's. Um, and then I think after that, I think we're up to, the head so that's let's talk obviously here there's 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 angles uh you could wear a scarf you could wear a hat you could have a really big hat you could have you could be the crazy person who just wears a headband for some reason i don't know why anyone would think that is good enough maybe you wear giant ski goggles going down the street matt what's up <laughs> with your head in the winter I can, now I kind of want to wear giant ski goggles. Man, as soon as I said it, I was thinking <laughs> that too. I was like, that sounds pretty fucking cool. Sign me up for that. Uh, I have, I 
Yeah, I have, I have too much crap. I have two. I have like my standard baseball cap that I'll wear until it gets too cold for that. And then I have this like very a long time ago, a girlfriend of a friend made me a very nice uh, knit hat that I really. Aww. Um, but that is, you know, a knit hat and has all sorts of holes in it. So if it gets really cold, that doesn't really work. And I just kind of have your standard right. built lined ski cap type thing going on. Um, and then for years and years and years, I resisted scarves. I hated scarves for no apparent reason. And then a few years ago, I really turned around on them. And I think they're the best. So I'm I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go through my whole thing and then we'll get to the main point here. Uh, I like I say my my big heavy Carhartt coat has a big hood on it, so that's a huge starting point. Um, I will say to the point that like I find myself when I am walking out to my car at the end of the day, I'll like oh is someone coming up behind me and I'll turn my head and I just can't see anything because his head is so enormous. His hood is so enormous. I can't even turn my head and see anything. I have to fully like turn my shoulders to get an mm-hmm. angle to find anyone near me. So that is, that is my starting point. And then like to this point, this winter, I, 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 I own a warmer hat, like kind of a big hat with big floppy things that come down on the sides, but I haven't worn it. I haven't needed anything because it, it Honestly, tomorrow is probably going to be the coldest day we've had. It's, it, I think they're saying it might be like 10 in the morning. But I think even then, I just have a regular stocking cap. And I, just, based on experiences so far, I think I'll be fine with just the stocking cap and the hood and the gloves and the coat and everything. It's not like a long walk. But I'm really intrigued. I've never successfully gotten into the scarves. I want to hear about what kind of scarf you have. But how you actually set it up? That, that, that's that's sell me on this. I, I I'm am in the scarf market. Okay, um, I have a couple pretty nice like thin wool scarves. Um, I don't really do anything fancy with them. I just kind of wrap it around my neck once, maybe twice. Um, I do not do the like the pull through method that you see some people do. I think that creates too big of a. a a thing and like a knot below below your neck, which makes it hard to fully close, close your jacket. Um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, you get, you keep so much warmer. I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, all in your head or anything, but having the warm uh, scarf around your neck really makes a huge difference. I think. How frequently do you find yourself walking down the street and then you like step over a homeless person and laugh and then like throw the end of the scarf over your right shoulder with your left hand. Uh, the scarf is never outside the coat for me. So I just have to laugh at them and then do the motion without the scarf, which makes me look. Okay. So you, you pretend yeah. you're doing it and you're like, Oh good. That guy is even more crazy than me. So everybody, yeah. everybody wants. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 on the fence, I, I think I might look into the scarf. This could be something we could update on the podcast later. But yeah, I, I think the scarf is the obvious addition here. I, I don't think, especially with the hood, I need to go too much heavier, like all the mm-hmm. way on top of my head. But like having the option for like, oh my God, it's insanity. I'm wrapping this fucking scarf around my yeah. face. That sounds nice. And especially like, I, I, <laughs> it's a shame it didn't happen. But one day, again, I, it shows how times have changed. I used to buy a lot of shit on eBay. And one time when we were in law school, I was on eBay and there was this like really old, super multicolor ski mask. And I was like, I'm going to buy this and wear it into the building at school every day. And I really think it would have been the funniest thing if I had just wandered into the building with like a green, white and blue ski mask. Like, Fully, like, just looks like a criminal. It's just like three small holes, like eye, eye, and mouth. Like you um, were there to rob the place and everyone I, in it. I know where the safe is, and I'm going to get it now. <laughs> I can't remember the line from Boogie Nights. Uh, I'm this time Bill Kalish is yelling at his phone, but it, it's the floor safe and the master bedroom under the bed, or whatever it is. That's what I'm here for, and I'm going to get it. Um, but I, I, I feel like it's it's certainly not time 
for me to leave like childish things behind me, but certainly things that are, are, are played for that much irony. I, I simply cannot abide. I cannot return to at this stage. So I, 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 I can't do that, but I, I think a scarf I could wrap around my face and mm-hmm. that'd be okay. And then just the neck thing, it makes sense. You know, it just, you've got all that space there. And if, you, if you're looking at what exposed skin do I still have, that's where most of it is. Even if you zip your coat up, you're going to get that like, under chin, upper neck here. That I think that I think that's the the remaining low hanging fruit that I've still got. Um, so here, I mean, clearly, I, I know you defended me before. You get an A. I can't have an A here because I I only have a hat. So I'm going to give myself a C plus because honestly, uh, the hat I've been wearing every day. I also should not be wearing it to work because I bought it uh, a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to get a hat soon. Like it's a regular stocking cap because all I had was my really warm hat. And then one night on like a Friday night, it was like really cold, but I didn't respect how cold it was. And I went to this uh, distillery with Gina and uh, I didn't have a hat and it was wait. I didn't even have a coat on because <laughs> oh, I'm no. an idiot. Yeah. And then it was like, we have to, and also like, I thought it was a shorter walk. And then I ended up, I know a shortcut and it wasn't a shortcut and it was a problem. And it was like, now we have to walk back home. And I was like, I gotta go buy a fucking hat. And so all the only hat I have right now says Tattersall distillery on the front, <laughs> which is not like the best. Um, I feel like it's okay. Cause I put it on mm-hmm. under my hood and then I put the hood up and then I take the hat off and put it in the coat. So it's no, nobody's like, Hey, look at this fucking booze hound coming in here he's gonna he's gonna leave work and, and drink alcohol like a fool and then that'll be another reason i don't get onto that corporate track but uh that's okay i think maybe i'll buy a scarf and maybe i'll buy a hat that doesn't say i like to drink barrel to gin on it um i think you know i will say i could be like for all that again i didn't know about the fucking fucking shoe covers are there any other winter do you wear snowshoes to work do you got any other cool things that uh that you wear to work that do you have hand warmers in your pockets or anything like that i don't have hand warmers in the pockets for my crazy riding gloves there are spaces for you to put hand warmer nice. things into though i have never used them mm-hmm. so no, that's a uh, the the tingly rubbers and the uh the scarf are, are the limits of my office technology yeah I, I i i think we're doing well here we are not the sort of people who are going crazy like i like honestly i'm outside as long as i have to be in order to get inside to a place i need or want to go i'm not ever like oh boy here's the day where i get to go ice fishing or here's the day where i get like i'm not into any of that shit I don't like winter enough for that. And that's part of why I've never properly prepared for winter before. But I think this is going to make a difference until obviously like a week from now, my new snow tires will all explode simultaneously and I'll be shot into a lake and I'll drown because my car coat is too heavy for me to swim in. So uh, that'll be really good. But other than that. Do you have one of those survival kits in your car? Like do you have little candle so in case like your car breaks down you're there for a night the, the warmth of this single candle will keep you alive though i'm still not sure if that's <laughs> let me tell you real. if i'm there overnight uh, i would prefer the uh nothing keep me alive let's just go ahead and end it that that sounds like that bullshit <laughs> I, I don't be needing any of the let's go ahead and live through the night of 10 degrees or 20 below or whatever it is uh i have a flashlight and i have uh, kitty litter and I have a sleeping bag that is instead of a blanket. And then I have a, one of those portable jump starters things that has the batteries. So you can jump start your car. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny story about that. The other day I came out of work and I was feeling really down and then I saw a guy and he was like over, he had a hood open on his car and it was really cold. And I was like, man, I bet that guy needs a jump. I'm going to hook this guy up. He's going to be so happy. He doesn't have to call anything. And I went over to my car and I got the, uh, the jumpstart thing out of the glove box and I put it in my pocket and I walked over and as I walked over to him, he turned over and he saw me and he immediately shut the hood of his car and got inside. 
<laughs> what? Did not want to talk to me. I don't know if he had like cocaine hidden under the hood or what, but he was like, oh shit, here comes somebody I don't want to talk to. Time to go. And he got in his car and he did not start it. And then I just kind of turned around and got back in my car and drove home. Don't know what happened. Uh, I, I don't know if he was like embarrassed that he didn't know how to fix his car. Like, I don't know how to fucking fix a car. Like, all I can do is plug this thing onto your battery and make your battery work if you want to do that. If there was anything else, I wasn't going to help you anyway. I'm very sorry if I don't know what the deal was, but that guy uh, did not want to talk to me. Um, very weird. Did you just like, did you stare at each other for half a beat with him in the car and you? Outside of the car, or as soon as he started getting in, did you just immediately turn around? Oh, I acted like I was walking someplace else. <laughs> I went by and made a big loop. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what happened to you too. It's like, nope. Yeah, so slowly peel off and then walk back to where I came from. My first thought was like, maybe if I hook these like electrode things to my brain, I'll kill myself, and I won't have to be so ashamed of how I tried to help friend in need, and he wouldn't fucking let me do it. But. uh no, it, it was very weird. I, I have no, I, I, like I say, he just got in his car and he didn't start it or anything. So I still don't know. Yeah. Like I can understand like some people were awkward and he was like, Oh, I don't want to talk to this guy. Or maybe he'd already called the thing or something. But I was like, I'm, I'm just excited to be nice to somebody. And I learned my lesson. We'll make that mistake again. Um, it's what you get for trying to be a good guy. Apparently. Uh, apparently. Uh, Matt Schmidt. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, I am a little late on watching the third season of The Good Place, but I don't know if you've seen it at all. It is a great show. Um, I really loved the first two seasons. Have not I've watched the first two episodes of the third season. It continues to be really great. Uh, Ted Danson is fantastic. Uh, yeah, so a hearty, hearty recommendation for The Good Place now in the middle of its third season. Yeah, I assume that's a good plug. I I have a habit. I watched the first, I would say, 15 minutes of the first episode, and it was like, ah, I'm good, and then stopped watching it. And then similarly, have you have you heard of or seen the show on Netflix, Shit's Creek? I have heard of it. I have never watched it. I did exactly the same thing with that. I, like it has good people in it and I've heard it was good. And I watched legitimately like 12 minutes of it a day or two ago. And I was like, ah, this show sucks. And like, I don't even know if this is the right amount of time. I don't know if this is fair at all, but I'm just like, I have no patience for anything whatsoever. And it is like to my own detriment. Like if something doesn't attach me immediately, it's like, you know what? I could be watching YouTube videos right now, asshole. And then I'm watching YouTube videos instead. It's a bad way to live. And I, like I say, I do it to my own detriment. But I got to be hooked fast or I'm just bouncing out. My, I feel like every day I see my brain getting worse and worse. And this is one of those examples. There's, there's so few things where I'm so willing and able to just commit and enjoy and just, 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 latch on to it if it's not or podcasts any podcast <laughs> i'll put up with forever no matter what happens uh so uh in conclusion i am mentally ill um so look for future updates on that uh in the future um as far as my plugs well i guess the, the main thing would be well, I, I'm just going to do it anyway. Uh, I think if, if now, obviously some of us do not, I don't know if they actually listen, but Paul Avanzino, Alex, um, to some extent, Dave Artman, uh, some of us, Charlie Yorty, to some extent don't live in winter climes. That's fine. If you do, I would say prepare for winter, acknowledge that winter will happen. And, uh, do something about it. Do what you can. I don't know what you're, how much you care, but to me, I think this has made a difference. It's been an improvement in my life too. Like I'm, instead of just saying I hate winter so much, I'm just going to assume that it won't actually happen this year and suffer whatever consequences on the certainly small handful of days in which it does. That is absurd. 
last year we had a strong five months of winter and uh honestly november was a winter month this year so maybe we'll have even more this year it fucking sucks and i uh i don't care for that but we're gonna do it we can make it through i'm not gonna be one of these guys who's like oh i love to go cross-country skiing fuck that if you like being outside in the winter you have a sick mind you know who probably fucking likes winter Aaron water fuck that guy um so my two plugs are prepare for winter man i shouldn't say fuck Aaron water twice in succession it's not really a plug <laughs> yeah it's a good point i only have one plug that's my plug Matt Schmidt, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Did you have a good time today? I had a great time. I'm, I'm very happy that you uh, invited me on and that the hopefully the podcast will be starting up with some more regularity again. Yeah, we're going to get it on. It's going to be good. Best wishes in the intervening days. <laughs> <laughs>